Hey, you guys, and welcome back to the Core Speaks podcast. I have the pleasure of speaking with Dr. Kedrilyn Folk. Hey, girl, how are you? I'm good, Cora. How are you? I'm good. Well, let's go ahead and get started. So tell me a little bit about yourself. So as you said, I am Dr. Kedrilyn Folk. I currently work as an innovation program specialist for Richland School District 2. I am a former classroom teacher one year outside of the classroom. Okay. So tell me a little bit about your current position and how it ties into entrepreneurship. So in my current role, we work with faculty, staff, and students across the district to innovate and create new ideas. There's a lot of problem solving involved. And so in order to kind of solve these problems and help people out along the way, we attend various entrepreneurship convenings across the Columbia community to learn more about what is happening with these businesses so that we can connect them back in with our faculty, staff, and students. Okay. So can you talk a little bit briefly about some of the businesses that you guys have been able to um, partner with? Okay. So we attend Tech Beans and One Million Cups. Both of those are in downtown Columbia. And from those meetings, we have met various uh, like photographers, videographers, uh, people in the tech world uh, that work specifically like with computer science, different tech things. Uh, Also, just in general, people that are interested in being a part of the innovation program. So a lot of times we'll need panelists or judges to hear ideas that faculty, staff or students need to pitch to someone. So we'll loop them in. Uh, So students have the opportunity to network with people from various backgrounds. They may be interested in what that person is doing. So there's opportunities to sort of job shadow or just network in general so that as they matriculate through high school, they kind of know how to connect back in with their community and businesses that are there. Okay. And that's really good because just like you said, it gives the student a chance to, um, you know, shadow that Mm -hmm. that business and have, you know, almost like have a community mentor. So that's right. Right. Okay. So tell me a little bit about your educational background. So I am a 2015 graduate of the illustrious South Carolina State University. And from there, I started my teaching career. Uh, As I taught, I got my Master of Education in Teaching from the University of South Carolina in 2017 and an Educational Specialist degree in Instructional Technology from Coastal Carolina in 2019. Most recently, I graduated from Clemson University with my Doctor of Education in Education Systems Improvement Science. Okay. Wow. So tell me how your educational background has prepared you for where you are now. And congratulations, by the way, on earning your doctorate. Thank you. So with Education Systems Improvement Science, it's all about improving the education system and kind of having a scientific method to do it. With innovation, that's what I do every day. We're trying to figure out how can we improve Richland too so that it can continue to be an amazing school district for our students, especially, and the faculty and staff. So going around, having conversations, being in classrooms, also going through the design thinking model is very helpful. We always start with empathy. So we talk to people, we try to gauge how they feel about various things. 
And then we get into our problem solving mode. Okay. Okay. That's really good. So can you share with me an interesting experience that you had while teaching? I do understand that you said um, in the past you were a teacher. So, yeah. So uh, in 2019, the summers of 2019 and 2018, I had the opportunity to teach English as a second language in Tanzania. Mm. I traveled to a small village called Moshi. There was a lot of dirt roads and cornfields. It reminded me of home. I'm from Earhart, South Carolina, very small town. Okay. Uh, and during my time in Tanzania, I had the opportunity to teach students of all ages. Uh, I wasn't in a school, as you would think, like here in America. Um, It wasn't really that type of building uh, where you have various grade levels. Uh, It was more of a community vibe where they had a building um, that they would advertise and let people know you can come here and learn English as a second language. I went with a company called African Impact, and they have... um, I guess various sites across the continent of Africa where they bring in teachers from all over the world to help teach that community English, support them in their efforts to make their community better. Uh, I had the opportunity to teach students of all ages, um, from the little babies. I went to the nursery one day, all the way my oldest students were 99 years old. Mm. It was this older Tanzanian couple and they would walk to class every day, hand in hand, ready to learn. And that was absolutely amazing to see. Uh, Tanzania has beautiful people, beautiful community. Uh, The food was a little, not my taste, but I enjoyed it. The chef, Joe Ellie, he, I mean, he threw down every day in the kitchen, but of course the diet is different. A lot of beans, a lot of lentils, uh, but everything was grown naturally from the neighborhood, from the community, went on some different tours around the city just to see uh, and get to know the place better. And so got to see the farms, got to see kind of how it's just farm to table there. Uh, Everybody is so kind, very, um, very friendly. And just that sense of community is very real in Tanzania. So I definitely enjoyed myself. Looking forward to going back. Um, And yeah. Okay. So... Talk a little bit about, you know, going to the classrooms. Did you guys have to walk or take a bus? Like, what what was that like? So, we had a driver. uh, His name was Eliezer. And he would drive us to our different sites uh, where we would teach the language. Uh, Typically, when you get there, I traveled solo to Tanzania. But when I got there, there was a whole bunch of people, like 20 people. And so, we all would hop on the bus in the morning. And he would drop us off at our various sites that we were assigned to. So if I was assigned to the nursery that day, I would be dropped off there. If I was assigned to like the elementary area, I would go there. It just depended on um, what we worked out with our schedule. Okay. And so tell me a little bit about, you know, the weather there. And also tell me a little bit about um, the clothing. So the weather and the clothing. Okay, so the weather was pretty mild. I went in our summer, but it was technically their winter. It was about 70 degrees and breezy. No need for a, a jacket or anything. Um, Sometimes the nights would get a little chilly, uh, but you could see the stars <laughs> so clearly. Um, being in such a remote village because there's no light pollution, so there's no big city lights or skyscrapers, Um 
messing up your view of the sky mm. as far as the clothing oh they had these beautiful fabrics and, and you could go shopping and it's just all of these fabrics lining all the different walls I did purchase some very impressed with the quality of it and uh, I actually used some of the fabric for a black history project that I did with my former fourth graders where they were able to use that authentic African fabric on their black history project so I thought it was pretty cool wow okay and I like that you were able to bring that back home yes and you talked about beans were you saying um were you saying about their food quality is it healthier is it what were you going to say about that I definitely think it's healthier um especially because of the whole farm to table thing so you're just getting something out the field cleaning it up and, and cooking it it's going straight to the pot uh there's no middleman and uh the fact that they know how to make all of these different dishes with no meat you know that's something in america every a lot of people in america eat meat and over there it's more or less the whole beans and lentils thing and that's your meal so mm. you don't even have to worry about the whole like uh, where am I going to get my beef, chicken, steak, or whatever from? Okay. Okay, cool. So overall, you were able to just, you know, from that teaching standpoint, what did you learn, you know, as a teacher going over there and, you know, teaching from the little, you know, little babies up until the older adults? What was that experience like? I definitely learned that teaching is different in different contexts. So, over there in Africa is totally different than what you may see in an American classroom. Um, they have like this ultimate respect for educators. Uh, they want to learn. They want to be there. And so it just kind of renewed that passion for education that I had. Okay. Okay. And just overall, um, the people in general, it sounds like you've already said it, but were they pretty, you know, easy to work with? friendly you know yes yes absolutely very friendly very easy to work with super kind um and that community vibe was always happening so if somebody needed something the community was there to support Mm. and then did they just you know embrace you and embrace the other teachers that came absolutely they did um I feel I I kind of feel like I was embraced a little bit more because I am black and so there was that commonality a lot of times they would point to their skin because of course we speak different languages but they they I don't know it was just a thing it was a thing that eye contact that that we knew that at some point maybe somewhere down the line that my ancestors way way back may have been from the same continent so that connection was there I felt very welcomed uh and it was nice it was nice It, it really felt like being home Okay. Okay, cool. Um, What is your passion? Tell me a little bit about that. So so my passion is definitely education. Um, It's what I do. I consider myself to be a lifelong learner. Uh, I definitely enjoy that whole aspect of learning something new. Uh, I am a third generation educator. So my mother's mother was a teacher way, way back when in a one room schoolhouse. She's a graduate of Claflin. Uh, My mom taught for 34 years, so I got to see her do most of her career. And uh, and so it's just been a part of my family. I have a lot of aunts. My mom has eight sisters. So a lot of aunts that have worked in education over the years and and just seeing them and their passion for it kind of sparked my passion for it as well. Um, And then the improvement part of it. I love solving problems. 
and okay. with my new role in innovation and my background with education systems improvement science I've just kind of been able to combine all my passions into this new job and really give it my all okay okay and so let's see it sounds like do you have anything else that you're you know you may be passionate about or yeah yeah so travel I'm passionate about that as well the second time I went to Tanzania, I actually uh, took a trip to Zanzibar as well, which is an island just off the coast of Tanzania. And okay. during that time, I was not teaching. It was more of like a vacation. And okay. it was really nice. And I met uh, other solo travelers that were out there and, and were able to hang out with them and kind of see what they were doing. And that sparked interest in traveling without the teaching so that okay. I could kind of do what I wanted to do. So I've been to a couple different places. Most recently, I went to Cartagena in Colombia, South oh. America. It was an awesome trip. I went right before my 30th birthday. Okay. Okay. And what was that experience like for you? Um, if you want to just kind of tie into um, some of your travels or just even just the Cartagena trip. So, yeah, I loved it. I had a, an amazing time. Again, great people, wonderful vibes, great food. Uh, I enjoyed really every moment of it. Um, one of the highlights of that trip was I took a historical tour uh, through their communities. Um, of course, they have people of color in Colombia, in Cartagena. Uh, it was just a different boat stop. They had a very similar story to our story here in South Carolina with Charleston. And just they have a port. Um, they have a, a fort semi, similar to Fort Sumter. Okay. And it was just a lot of similarities. So I enjoyed being on that trip um, and doing that tour. Uh, yeah, I, I had a great time. Okay. Okay. And so what are you currently working on um, as it ties to your current position? Some of the things that you may be working on um, for the upcoming year. So one of the biggest things that I'm working on right now, or we're working on, we're a department of two. Uh, we're working on the hackathon. So the hackathon for Richland 2 is going to be an opportunity for students from all five of the high schools to come out and problem solve. So if they see a problem in their school or community, they'll have an all day type of event where they can go through the design thinking process to come up with a solution to that problem. From there, they will pitch it to a panel of judges. We have a great panel of judges from different communities, deans of colleges. And so it'll be an opportunity for the students to network as well. And they may win funding or they may win just the district support of their initiative. So there's opportunity there for them to come into the district office to have that field trip day. Lunch and dinner is provided. So that's another good thing. They don't have to worry about what they're going to eat and they'll actually be able to make a change. Okay. Okay. Um, is there anything else you would like to share about your experiences as it relates to um, your career path within education? Uh, so I will, I'll go ahead and plug in my dissertation right now. It is called, It's Just an Idea, How Rural Teachers Implement Personalized Learning Within the Education System. You can look it up, you can Google it, but it's out there, y'all read it. I worked really hard on it. <laughs> okay. And can 
can you share anything about the social media pages that um, people may be able to follow? So I'm going to plug in R2 Innovates. That's R, the number two, Innovates. That is a new Instagram page that the Innovation Program has just started. I'm in charge of it. We're trying to get our followers up. We need more people knowing what's going on. I believe the last post is a photo of the students and the panel of judges that we had for our Ridgeview pitch day, where those students pitch their problem-solving ideas to a panel of judges. So you'll be able to see that and kind of keep up with what's happening with innovation. Okay, okay. And so going back to um, your dissertation, this is your Clemson dissertation, correct? Yes. Okay, and can you mention that one one more time? Okay, so the name of my dissertation is It's Just an Idea, How Rural Teachers Implement Personalized Learning Within the Education System. Okay. Um, and is there anything else you want to share? No, girl, this has been great. Okay. Well, it's been such a pleasure having you on the Course Beats podcast as you talk about and share your different experiences within your career path. And we're so proud of you and we're so excited to see what your future holds. Thank Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. And again, it was so great having you on the um, episode. Thanks. Thank you. All right.